Blog Talk Radio. Uh, you know what time it is. Time to hang here with Mr. Cool. With Mr. Kuba, with Mr. Kuba, with Mr. Kuba, ladies, cool. From Mr. Kuba, from Mr. Kuba, from Mr. Kuba, hey, with Mr. Kuba, with Mr. Kuba, with Mr. Kuba, with Mr. Kuba, ladies, cool. From Mr. Kuba, from Mr. Kuba. Welcome to the Big Scoop with Koopa. I'm your host, Coop. Season 4 is still going strong, but it's coming to an end soon, guys. We have about one more episode, one or two more episodes to the end of Season 4. So make sure you do check out my website, thebitscoopwithcoop.com, where you can actually catch episodes from Season 1 all the way up to Season 4. Also, you can catch me right here live, guys, on facebook.com forward slash thebitscoopwithcoop. Make sure you go tell your family, friends, associates, haters, everybody to tune in. Also, YouTube. What's going on, YouTube? Make sure you tell everybody to tune in. It's live stream. Everything's live today. But everyone, my guest today, she has done big things in the television and movie industry. Also, she is a producer and director, and she also is an executive producer for the A&E hit show, The Killing Season. Ladies and gentlemen, the one, the only, Miss Rachel Mills. Welcome to the show. Hey, how's it going? Glad to be here. Oh, yes. Everything's great. How's your day so far? Pretty good. I'm still at the office, cranking away the midnight oh. oil. <laughs> okay, that's why I call multitasking. <laughs> You're doing good things. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> <laughs> now, Rachel, on this show, we do always talk about how you started in your career, your success, mm-hmm. give advice on how to get into your career, and much, much more. Mm-hmm. Now, um, we always start from the beginning also, Rachel. Now, when did you first realize that you wanted to get into the television and movie industry? You know, it's interesting. I um, didn't go to school for film and television. I actually went to school uh, to be a geographer with an emphasis in environmental wow. resource management. <laughs> um, oh. And that was, that was in Austin, Texas, which I don't know if you know, but Austin has a good um, television and uh, film um, people in town so I got to be friends with some of them and um, you know it's interesting I got um, Final Cut Pro loaded on my computer about 15 years ago uh, maybe 10 years ago and started editing um, and then found out I really like to edit um, and came to New York and went to school for editing uh, then discovered well maybe I don't like editing so much but this producing thing seems really interesting <laughs> And um, just oh, through my, <laughs> just through the school that I, I ran a school called the Edit Center um, in Chelsea. It's now in uh, Brooklyn. And through that, I met a lot of directors and producers and um, got hook, hooked up with a, um, a director who was working on a documentary and said, hey, if you need help, I'll come on and work for free for credit. And that was about um, eight years ago, I guess seven years ago, and that film ended up doing really well. Actually, I got very lucky uh, and ended up um, being picked up by HBO. Mm. Nice. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. And that shows hard work pays off. Um, I was actually talking to Josh on the show Tuesday, um, the director mm-hmm. for The Killing Season, and um, mm-hmm. I see what you're saying. Both of you are doing big things. Hard work does pay off. And look at you. 
I mean, all that work <laughs> you've done, HBO picks you up, and look where you're at now. Um, mm. And congratulations on that. Yes, Rachel. Thank you. Um, Thank you. Oh, yes, anytime. Yes. Um, what obstacles did you have to go through to become a producer? Hmm. Um, I would say that working for no money for a little bit um, is something that I think a lot of people go through in this industry. Uh, it's not the most ideal, but I think if you're smart and you pick a good project and you know that, like you said, if you work really hard, um, you'll you'll reap the benefits from it. So the obstacle for me was to be able to, you know, rub together two pennies for a couple of years um, and work on, you know, other projects for for pay that maybe I didn't feel so passionately about. But then um, – you know, it, I, I reap the benefit from that. Um, so that was definitely, <clears throat> excuse me, that that was an obstacle for me. Uh, in addition to that, I would say it, producing is something where there's all these different kinds of producers, right? There's creative producers, there's financial producers, there are um, different kinds of producers. Uh, when you see someone's credit as producer, you may not know how they got that credit. You know, it's not so cut and dry as it is if you're a director of photography. If you're a director of photography, you know that you know how to operate a camera and that you were responsible for the look of the film. We saw a lot of the look of the film. So producing is wearing a lot of different hats. Um, And I consider myself a creative producer. I don't deal with a lot of the finances, though I would love to learn more. So producing is the obstacle is to like figure out what you're really good at and kind of pursue that part of you. I mean, that's, but that's with everything, right? It's, you're really good at yeah, something you, you learn, you know? Yes. <laughs> and that's so true. Um, is many hats when it comes to a producer, because like you said, there's so many different avenues that you can't take by taking that title of producer. And right. if you're trying to learn more, Rachel, on that, do it. I mean, because mm-hmm. I think knowledge is power, and if you get strong, if you learn how to do that, I mean, there's nobody stopping you already. I mean, it's just gonna make you more powerful. So that's right. Congratulations! Make sure you do this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, how excited were you when you finally actually get to receive that title of a producer? Mm. Uh, well, going back to that first film, um, which was called A Matter of Taste, I believe you can see it on Netflix. Um, I, as I said, I, I came on and talked to the director and said, hey, I'm really interested in producing. Would you take me on as an associate producer for credit? Um, mm-hmm. So that's how I got onto that project. But as my work continued on that project, I continued to renegotiate that credit. So it, came, it went from associate producer to, um, uh, to co-producer <clears throat> to then finally um, getting a full-fledged producing credit, which is pretty big, especially for a feature documentary. Um, that, that was really exciting that she, she took that chance to be able, and I was the only producer on that, I believe. I believe there may have been one other who was an executive producer on it. Um, so that was extremely exciting, especially coming from um, that being my first gig. You know, there's so many projects out there that never see the light of day. So getting that producing credit, and then in addition to that, getting accepted at South by Southwest, and then having HBO pick it up, and then we are eventually received a nomination for um, a documentary and news Emmy Award. We didn't win, but, um, you know, that, that was thrilling. 
And and that's the thing. Even though you didn't win, I mean, you can put on your resume you was nominated. That's something that's big. Right. That's right. That's on my resume. <laughs> That's right. Yes, it's something I think that a lot of people actually strive to do. If they can't win the award, they would love Mm -hmm. to be nominated because that's something that no one can take away from you. Yes, you're doing big things. Now, also, (laughs) when you said that you was actually picked up by HBO, um, Mm -hmm. can you tell everybody some of the movies and television shows that you've actually worked on in your career? Sure. So, um I've, I've assisted edited on other stuff that I won't go into, but that's on my IMDb that I've done before. And then as a producer, <clears throat> I have produced A Matter of Taste, which is a documentary feature about a chef uh, trying to make it in New York. The director uh, followed him for about 10 years. I came in at about year eight and helped her finish the film. Okay. So that's A Matter of Taste. That was an HBO film. Um, after that, I started doing more television. I was a field producer for a show on history called American Pickers, which was a big crowd pleaser for a while. Um, so that really got wow. me in the television field. And um, unlike documentary feature work, um, television um, goes at a much faster rate. So that was a very big learning experience to create television content at a rate that they're used to because, you know, obviously, as everyone knows, it's usually, you know, you have one episode a week come out. So the um, the calendar for doing that and, you know, just being in the field, it's just a, a bigger, it's a faster process. Uh, after that, there were, you know, variety of smaller, like, reality show kinds of shows um, that I did to make to make money while I worked on other other things. I um, Then I did Killer Legends which is what we call a backdoor pilot. A backdoor pilot is something <clears throat> where a network will pay for a pilot to be done um, in the hopes of maybe it'll go to series. However, this did not go to series, but um, it, they aired it as a, um, as a documentary, essential, essentially. So that was um, my partner, Josh, who you spoke to last week. It was um, our first endeavor together with Killer Legends, and it's about the intersection between true crime and urban legends. So we investigated um, killer clowns, that a babysitter, the calls coming from inside the house, the hook for a hand, lover's lane, uh, and the idea that uh, Halloween candy is um, tainted. So Halloween's right, right around the corner. So that was something we did together. And then um, in between the killing season, which is coming out on November 5th, at 9 o'clock yes. Eastern on a and um, I did a film called um, Mavis, Mavis! Exclamation Point, um, which also HBO picked up. That was directed by uh, Jessica Edwards and um, executive produced by Gary Hushtwood. And that was about Mavis Staples and the Staples Singers, which was I, I knew nothing about that family group before. They did um, <laughs> Respect Yourself and I'll Take You There. You may know them. Right. I didn't know them. I of mean, course. I knew their songs. I knew some of their songs. That amazing, amazing story there. Mavis is amazing. Um, that is coming out on DVD very soon uh, and should be on HBO streaming. It, it premiered on HBO um, last February, I believe. Um, so that brings us to the current day, which is um, the killing season, um, which is about yeah. unsolved serial murders, um, some really dark content. <laughs> Um, that we, Josh and I created together and we pitched around and to all the networks and A&E was the lucky winner there. Um, so yeah, hey. that's, that's been 
a long time coming. <laughs> so true. And and that's a good thing, you know, when you have access and you have work to pitch around to different companies because, mm. like you said, A&E was the winner of this. And, I mean, you had so many different options. You know, you were pitching here, pitching there. And A&E picked it up. And that's not a bad mm-hmm. thing at all. That's actually a great mm-hmm. thing. So, it is. yes. Uh, big shout-outs to everyone on the killing season that's actually been watching. Big shout-outs to everyone that's actually been watching the show. Um, get ready for the next season to come out. Rachel, give them the date again for the next season. Yeah, so just to let you know, this is a new show. You might be thinking of a different show, but it's been a brand-new show. Um, it'll be premiering on November 5th. Uh, at 9 p.m. back-to-back episodes called The Killing Season. Yes. That's what I meant, what, mm-hmm. when it debuted. I apologize. Yeah. Yes. That's okay. Mm-hmm. Now, everyone that's listening worldwide, make sure you do go check out The Killing Season on A&E. This show right here will actually, I believe it's going to have you hooked. I really do. So make sure you <laughs> check it out. Make sure you let, make some noise. Let Rachel know. Let Josh know. Let me know. Let everyone know, you know, so A&E can continue this thing. So I believe mm. it's going to be something big, and I'm not doubting that at all. So <laughs> congratulations to the cast and crew of The Killing Season. You all made it to A&E. Thank you. That's a big thing. Yes, yes. Now, um, even though you spoke about, you know, being excited about being a producer, but mm-hmm. were you actually excited when you found out that A&E said, yes, we want this show? Let's, of course. let's air this bad boy. Yeah, of course. Anyone would be excited, and – you know, a lot of other series, um, like I was saying before, a, a network can pick it up and say, well, we'll give you money for a pilot, and then, then let's, see, um, let's see what happens. Um, luckily, we went to series, and that, that phrase, going to series, means they picked up eight episodes um, at once. So we knew we were going to go to series. We knew we'd have eight episodes under our belt. So of course, yeah, I mean, when you um, have worked on something for years, you know, Josh, I've been working on it for a couple of years, it's your baby, you know, so finding a home for it and knowing that someone's actually going to see it. Um, And for the content for the killing season, you know, it's, it's pretty dark content. And I think it's very important. These are unsolved cases. So there's a responsibility we have to the, to the family members and to their victims. And um, hopefully we can do some good out there. And I believe you will. Now, so I'm glad you said this because I was about to say it first, but you beat me to it. Yes, the killing season, you can actually say this is your baby. Um, mm. How much time mentally and physically do you put into the killing season? Well, like, I'm still at work. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> um, pretty much almost – 24 hours a day almost for the past two years. But, you know, it's really important to take care of yourself and to make sure you have some off days. But, you know, if I'm not working, I'm thinking about it. Um, But, you know, production is difficult. Um, You know, there's different phases of making a show from development to coming up with the idea to pitching the series to production to post-production, which is editing to then, you know, right now I'm in the press stage. So I'm talking to you, right? So it's, 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 it feels like it's never ending, quite frankly, So, um, which is good. You know, I'm glad that people like yourself are excited and, you know, are willing to talk to us and that we can, you know, reach out to people who may, may never, ever hear of the killing season. And now they've listened to your show. They're, they're going to think, oh, actually, maybe that sounds kind of interesting. Or 
You know, I'd like to see how, how they made this because I'm interested in being a director or producer. Exactly. Exactly. And Rachel, I want to give one more big shout out to everyone on the killing season. Um, Big shout-outs to you. Big shout-outs to Josh. I mean, you guys, like you said, you're still at work right now. And, you know, this show is about to drop soon. And I believe, you know, beyond season one, I mean, hey, Rachel, I hope you make it to season 100. <laughs> That's what I hope for. <laughs> because I believe that this show, like I said, is going to make a killing because we need something new on television that's going to mm. actually give us a different turn. And, you know, seeing this come out, and A&E has their – their fans by itself, just the channel. So mm-hmm. with you coming on board, of course, that's going to make it grow. It's going to make A&E grow, and it's going to make you grow, and Josh grow, and the whole show itself. So continue, please. Please mm-hmm. continue this. I hope it doesn't stop. I really don't. Thank you. Whenever Thank you. Well, from, out. Yeah. From, your, from your lips to God's ears. Hey, there you go. Exactly. <laughs> now, um, you know, being part of the killing season – Let's say, let's just say season one has finished right now, okay? Mm-hmm. We're just pretending right now. So let's say you're on the show again, and I'm going to ask you this question. It's going to be a futuristic question. How exciting is it being behind the scenes mm-hmm. of the killer season? Um, I don't know if it, sure, there's a certain amount of excitement. Um, it's exhausting to be behind the camera, but as you may know, it's, you know, both Josh and I are behind the camera and in front of the camera. So, you know, we're responsible for the content. Luckily, we have a good um, uh, director of photography and um, supportive staff, you know, in the field. But, um, yeah, it's super exciting to have worked on something, and it's only ever existed really in your head, and then you're out there in the field actually making it. That's very exciting. Um, but, again, it's 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 very exhausting. Production is some of the hardest work I think that's out there in in this field. You know, you're in an environment that you're not used to. You're in the middle of America somewhere. You're, you're in a, like in a holiday Inn express eating like powdered eggs um, and, and trying to make some good imaginative creative work that you hope will make a difference. So it, it is definitely exciting, but um, that's probably some of the most, um, that's some of the, that's, that's part of the most exhaustive part of the process as well. And I definitely believe that, you know, you're putting your time and energy in this and, you know, you want something to come out good out of it. But like we said at the beginning of the show, Rachel, you know, hard work does pay off regardless of what anyone says. It does pay off. That's right. So eating those powdered eggs, trust me, it's going to pay (laughs) off at the end. (laughs) It definitely is. (laughs) Oh, boy. Now, um, as far as it goes for, and I want your personal opinion about this, as far as it goes for social media, um, mm-hmm. how important is social media in the television and movie industry, in your eyes? God, you know, that's a really hard question for me because I am not very good at social media at all. If you go to my Twitter that's at Mills Rachel, you'll see that I do not tweet very often. Um, I think it, it, it can be huge, um, and I think it is huge for the generation, like the millennials that are right behind me. I'm, I'm just, you know, out of that generation. Um, but, yeah, I think, it, I think it is really important. I wish I, w- I were better at it. I wish I could engage a little bit better at it. Now, you know, in our series, we have, I don't know if you call it social media, but we have part of the Internet is a huge 
factor into our show um, with Web Sleuth, which is an online sleuthing community. Um, so we, we definitely incorporate um, that kind of aspect into the show. And because of that, we will be having hopefully a bigger social media push than maybe we normally would. But, um, yeah, I need to learn how to do that better. Do you feel that if you do use social media to, you know, give a little bit of behind the scenes and mm. um, updates that they won't see on A&E, do you think that will actually boost up the show more in your personal opinion? Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that we weren't able to include in the series that we've made content that we will we will um, uh, give to social media and to A&E social media. I'll put on my, on my, on my um, Twitter site. But I think – I think you bring up a good point is that I think that after, I think it's a great way to engage the audience. Um, And for this, I think it's really important to engage the audience because there are a lot of issues at hand here because of the content. Um, So I'm glad that I'd be, I'd be curious to know how this, how this show would have existed 10 years ago um, before, you know, before we were so connected. So yeah, just, just so that the, um, the cases are out there, these unsolved, murder cases are out there and that maybe, you know, someone who wouldn't have um, come forward, maybe they'll, maybe they'll tweet at me. You know, I don't know. Maybe they have some kind of clue that they didn't want to tell police. So, yeah, in, in that regard, I think it's, um, I think it'll play a big part. And I believe that will actually put fan interaction into the mm-hmm. show also at the same time, because, you mm-hmm. know, your fans can actually give you good input on, Hey, I, I would love to see this happen or, Hey, I know about this story right here. And, you know, they can actually, it'll feel like they can actually engage into it. So, and how can, and Rachel, how can people find you once again on social media? Yeah. So I'm at uh, Mills Rachel. So M I L L S is in Sam, Rachel, R A C H E L. That's my, that's my handle. That's pretty much all I use. Yeah. All right. Ladies and gentlemen worldwide, make sure you go follow Rachel um, on on Twitter. Make sure you do, once again, catch A&E season, the killing season, debut coming out. So make sure you check out all of this season premiere, basically. Um, make sure you check out everything. Follow her. You never know when Rachel's going to tweet something, so you don't want to be left <laughs> behind on it. So make sure you do check out all of this. Um, now, far as it goes for you being a producer once again and a director um, in some mm-hmm. of the movies and shows you've done in the past, what is your ultimate goal as far as it goes for being a a producer and a director? Um, I think my ultimate goal is to is to really continue to create the content that I believe in and hopefully um, have stories that maybe people didn't know about or something I'm really interested in that I think other people would be interested in, um, really having those, um, be created. Uh, it's, it's, I've been doing it for about 10 years now. Um, and I really just fell into it. And I think a lot of people in this industry have fallen into it. And so being able to tell a story, I'm not a writer, you know, I, I don't write novels. Um, I'm not, I can't paint, um, you know, I can't sculpt, but, you know, through trial and error, I, I know how to make television and documentaries. So now that I know that, I feel like that's the way that I can tell <laughs> stories and that's the way that I can contribute to society in, in telling compelling stories. Um, 
so hopefully I'll, I've, I've been lucky um, to now. So hopefully I will continue to be lucky and um, people will want to see the content that I, that I helped to create with some other great filmmakers. Well, no doubt about that. Like I said, people that's listening worldwide, I believe that you're about to have a new set of fans and also your existing fans is actually watching this now. And they've seen some of your footage from the past all the way up to mm-hmm. what's about to come out killing season. I mean, I don't see nothing but growth for you. So oh, thank you. this is big. Yes, definitely big. Now, Rachel, I know you're a busy woman. You're still at work. You're multitasking, doing the <laughs> show and mentally thinking about the killing season and physically doing things at work also. So I'm not going to mm-hmm. hold you up much longer, but um, what advice would you give any male or female that would like to become a producer or a director in the television or movie industry? Mm. Gosh, that's a, that's a really great question. I would, I would say, I would say find what you really love. If you want to do, if you want to, I mean, all I can say is from a documentary standpoint, so not, not a narrative, not feature films, um, but documentary features and docu-series television, I would say um, figure out what you really like. I think that's so important because if you don't like it, um, <clears throat> you're not going to do very well. So I would say figure out those shows that you like, those films that you like, um, and you know something that I do? I still do this to, the, to this day. Um, some of my favorite films, I go to IMDb, and I look at all the credits, not just the producers. I look at the directors, I look at the photographers, I look at the set design, I look at the editors, I look at you know, everyone and start to really understand who's making the content that I really like so that right. you know, if, if I continue figuring out um, what I really like, who knows what's going to happen and who you're going to meet or who knows who. I mean, that's a huge thing. This, this industry is a lot of luck. That's for sure. It's a lot of who, you know, and it's a lot of um, knowing, like knowing who those people are, who you really do admire from, you know, the editors who are a huge part of um, documentary filmmaking to the directors of photography. If you want to be a producer, you need to know who who's creating that content out there and and who is um who who you feel uh, a kinship with creatively so i spent a lot of time on imdb i spent a lot of time watching you know television um really hone in what you want to do and and what's out there of the content that you really like nice nice now um here's a pop up question you didn't see coming now, Rachel, since you say you do spend a lot of time watching television, besides mm-hmm. the killing season that's about to come out, everyone, once again, it's a pop, everyone. Make sure you go to A&E, check out the killing season, add throw the pop in there. Um, what show, you know, growing up or even now that you actually love to watch on television that really catches your attention? It, it can be anything, anything. Anything, um, anything. You know, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you two things, one that is fiction and one that's nonfiction. Uh, the fiction okay. one is, is uh, only, I'm, I'm bringing this up because I just started watching it, and I've seen two episodes, and I think it's really great, is Westworld on HBO. Um, yeah. And I'm, I've always been a huge sci-fi geek, so that one's super up my alley. Um, and the music's great. Um, the set design's great, um, but again, I'm not, I, I don't come from that world. I don't come from the from the fiction world. Um, right. When we're talking about documentary series, which is kind of more um, what I'm used to and, and and what I can see myself working on, is 
um, any Anthony Bourdain show, um, which he's had like three different iterations of his show. So this travel show that is more than just food, more than just travel. He gets into like the politics of a country that he goes to, um, very small crew. Um, and it's, he, his writing is incredible and his narrations great. So I'm trying to remember parts unknown, parts unknown on CNN right now. That's, that's the one that that I um, end up watching. Now, if you had a shot to work on either one of these shows, would you jump on it? Oh gosh. If Anthony Bourdain sent me an email or texted me or yeah, I would, I would um, almost stop doing press for this show (laughs) to be able to work on that show. Yes. Anthony, if you're watching, Let's do mm-hmm. it. Connect up to Rachel. <laughs> I mean, big things are going to happen. So let's go on and get her up there. Well, <laughs> Rachel, thank you very much for coming on the show. I really enjoyed you, um, and I would love to have you back on in the future. Oh, well, thank you so much. It's been delightful. Thank you very much. Everyone, make sure you have a good night. Rachel, make sure you have a good night also. I'll be watching Killing Season, guys, A&E. Make sure you check it out. Until next November time, people 5th. on the bit. Yes.